Peter's pointing right now. Peter's pointing at me. Welcome to the Do It Free Time Podcast. This is our eighth and final episode of the first season. So, milestone. It's, it's a one-season show. Oh, don't say that. We're, we're coming back for season two. Don't tell people that. Our budget is showing. Our budget is showing. <laughs> we didn't get picked up. We're, <laughs> we're ending our first season with a look at the horror film classic, The Blair Witch Project. I'm really excited about this one, guys. At, John, am I wrong in remembering that this is the first time you've seen it? That is wrong. You you are okay. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope not. <laughs> no, because I, for some reason, thought this was the first time you'd seen it. I don't it know. It's not. I've, I've seen it before. Okay. It'd been a real hot second since I had seen it. Uh, Peter, when's the last time you watched it? It'd been a while. But yeah. I actually, this is like the second movie I ever bought. Really? Oh, that's a fun fact. Yeah. First one was V for Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very telling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think when the first time I saw it, but it was it was a while ago, because this was one of the movies that, when it came out, my brother, and my mom went and saw it when uh, I was in school and my brother was sick, and so my mom took him to see this, <laughs> and so uh, well, Steven's five years older than me, so he must have been like, two, I think almost fifteen, I imagine, like thirteen. 14 uh, would be 99 so. 99 oh yeah wait so yeah he would have been like 14, 14 about 14 and uh, i just remember i came home from school and steven kind of tried to do the rub in your face of like mom took me to the movies didn't take you and i was mad but then that night he was so scared that it was like one of the only <laughs> times i've ever actually been allowed to sleep in the room because <laughs> he was scared wow <laughs> This film was, as a kid, like, had, is almost legendary. I just feel like everybody was talking about how scary it was, but nobody had actually seen it, at least well, in my, we right. were kind of young. And to, like, build off of that, it's all because this is a movie that everyone thought was real. Like, we were young, so, of course, if someone told us the movie was real, we would have believed it. But, like, everything about its marketing and everything, it's one of the first movies to really do viral marketing campaigns. And, uh, and it was all around this idea that these three people went missing. These three film students actually went missing, and this is what we found, and you know we're going to release the footage and all this stuff. Like They had that website online where you could read like her found journal and stuff like that, and uh, they had like missing posters, and it was, it was weird how successful that was. I honestly think this movie wouldn't have been ex- as successful if people didn't believe it was a true story, like that this really happened. And being from Tennessee, we have the Bell Witch. Oh, I got so, a lot of Bell Witch vibes from yeah. the um, the like legend as they talk about it, right? Because I think you even bring up a cave at one point. But uh, yeah, I I just remember when I finally did see it. I was still living in the McGowick Farms area, so we had that creek in the woods behind us, and like I used to always play in that creek. So after watching this movie, it uh, it changed a few things. <laughs> I w- I was a little freaked out in the woods. <laughs> I feel like this is a this would be a fun movie to watch and then immediately go camping. I don't know if fun is the word that I would have chosen. I've tried. I've tried to do this, get people to watch it out in the woods. No one wants to do it. I mean, it's it's like really relatable because I think we've all been lost in the woods before. And so <laughs> I've never been lost in the woods. <laughs> I, have I you find really? that hard to believe. I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> Just mark mark where you've been, man. <laughs> Carry around those little flags, little thing of chalk. 
That's that's way too like every time Peter goes hiking, he brings all these things. It's just even if we're on a trail, <laughs> you've never for a moment felt that sensation of being lost, not knowing where you are. You've never been where you're going. Not. You've never been Frodo and Sam just wandering through Mordor. Just Am we're lost. <laughs> We've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> we're going in circles. <laughs> No, I, but I haven't. I can't <laughs> carry you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun if halfway through this movie they ran into Frodo and Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost in the woods together. Oh. <laughs> I. This is one of the few movies we've done where uh, when I was looking up fun facts, there were so many ridiculous ones. Like the whole movie is pretty much improv. Mm-hmm. They just set up mm-hmm. kind of outlines and they would leave messages for the three actors while they were sleeping to wake up and like see their notes for the day and they weren't supposed to show each other the notes so their reactions to stuff would be genuine. Like that's kind of creepy. Like if I was filming, I would truly believe the directors are going to kill me. Like that's <laughs> what I would be afraid of. <laughs> do we know much about, I, I didn't really, I guess do any research on this, but have those, did those actors have any experience before this movie or is this kind of their college kids? Yeah. They were all actual so, college kids. Okay. So they weren't really professionals. Yeah. One of them was, I think Mike, yeah, Mike, uh, was a furniture mover on the late show with Conan <laughs> O'Brien. Um, I think, Heather was legitimately in college at the time, and I don't know what Josh was doing, but yeah, it was very much like the the audition (laughs) process was apparently really weird too. Of um, it was just a flyer that said be prepared to write when you walk in, answer a question or something like that, and the question was um, like, "Oh, you've been in prison for ten years, and we're a parole board. Tell us why we should let you go." Or something like that. And if they hesitated, they kind of like cut them off. They're like, nope, next person. They needed someone who could like really respond, I guess. It was just interesting. It was, uh, the budget was like $60,000. They needed people who could improv. So they needed like Ryan Stiles and (laughs) Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. That'd be funny. Cast of Who's Life (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Drew Carey as the Blair Witch. (laughs) (laughs) Whose witch is it anyway? One of the stories that I love though too is the the handheld camera. Not the nice one that they're like they're worried about getting back to the film studio or whatever, but the handheld one that Heather usually films with. They bought that in Electric City. Like at a circuit city or whatever, and then as soon as they were done filming it, they took it back and got a refund because <laughs> <laughs> they only had it for like eight days. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's yeah, that's hilarious. the other thing. Them only filming in eight days was pretty crazy. Like a lot of that was, it, it's so interesting how this movie was made. The, I find it more fascinating than the movie itself. I love this movie. I just a lot. it's, it's very creative. Did they actually film it in Burkittsville, Maryland, or is it? They did in parts there? of it. Okay. And uh, but it's just not a big empty wood space like the film makes it seem. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of notes that say, you know, uh, they'd be filming in this section of the woods, but to their right, you know, is like a couple of people's houses. You know what I mean? It, they just angled it to where it looked like they were in this endless wood area, and there were parts, I guess, where they walked to that were in deeper woods, but they weren't like miles away from civilization, I guess is a way to put it, which is smart. I was surprised to find out, I guess not really surprised, but like how many raspberry awards or like terrible movie awards that it was nominated for. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. It, it holds the record for it's like the highest rated rotten tomato score 
that was also nominated for a worst movie of the year award. <laughs> yeah, like it was nominated for the worst picture in the raspberries, the worst picture in like whatever the stinkers bad movies are. Um, I mean, she like Heather Donahue or like she's not great, obviously. I mean, but a none lot of them are. And honestly, it is the point. Like they're not supposed to come across as actors. Yeah, well, it feels very real. I would feel like the only time that they don't feel real and it's like weird acting is there's a couple scenes during their freakouts. Not like when they're legitimately terrified, but some of their like arguments don't seem as genuine as others. And, um, but other than that, yeah, you're totally right. It was, everything felt so genuine and cause mostly it was because it was these three people for eight days. Well, I guess Mike and Heather for like eight days and then Josh for like six just going through the woods together and having to meet these locations to film these scenes kind of, that'd be so hard to pull off. So that just kind of adds credit to the movie. Sounds really cool. I like the idea a lot. Yeah. John, your initial thought, oh, Peter just said he, he loves this movie. So your initial thoughts, you I, really, I it? really liked it. The only thing I will say is I felt like in my head, cause I watched, I didn't watch it as a kid when it first came out. I watched it. Um, I think in high school or college later, um, in my head, it was built up to be this terrifying, really scary movie that, you know, one of the scariest movies of all time. And when I watched it, I I wasn't that scared, but I still really enjoyed it and appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, I, I definitely think the fear factor of the movie really only worked when it initially came out because of the buzz of it being a real movie and you hearing these stories of people being so freaked out by it. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? It, it all played into it. Right. I think nowadays it'd be hard to, like, show this to... You know, a thirty-year-old man who's never seen it and be like, "Oh, wasn't this scary?" Like, I don't I mean, kind of. <laughs> I was well, creeped out. It also doesn't rely on jump scares, right? Like, it's one of those movies that has that dread. I mean, yeah, it starts out with nothing and then it kind of builds up to the climax, and it really doesn't have anything going on until the last like twenty-five minutes. Um, they're just like getting lost or whatever, or, like something's outside. But not until that night, you know, where like all the stuff is in the trees, does it really just like ramp, ramp up, up to yeah. eleven? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I appreciate it for that. Like I like it for that even more. The slow burn, yeah. The slow, like burn. the witch. It kind of reminds me of the witch a little bit. The slow I, burn. I yeah, uh, I thought it was like the witch, wit meets Jaws. You know what I mean? Because there was a lot of like you could hear stuff, things were happening, but you. You, the camera never saw it, and it's the same effect of like the shark hitting stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, they kind, yeah, is is very creative way to use having no budget. Right. And I think they pull it off. Uh, I guess we should dive into. Yeah, it the felt summary. like a documentary we would make, to be honest. <laughs> If we were attempting to make a documentary. I think that was funny. Apparently, this is less fun fact I really <laughs> want to bring up before we dive into the summary. But apparently, the summer or the deer season or whatever after this movie came out, deer hunting like plummeted because so many people were out in the woods f- filming la- like their own version of Blair Witch <laughs> or spoofs of Blair Witch that it was scaring off all the deer and like hunters had to do like a petition thing to like get these people out of the woods. It was... <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's jump into the summer. Uh, we open with just kind of the footage of the warning of the whole, this is the found footage we found of three teens who went missing or film students who went missing in 1994. Uh, 
these are their stories. Bump up. No, <laughs> <laughs> the criminal justice system <laughs> is not prepared to deal with the paranormal activity. Law and order paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> I'll see you, ghost, in court. We have a lot up. of law and order references on this podcast. It's a topical <laughs> show, man. It's a topical <laughs> show. <laughs> but yeah, we get that opening kind of. It never. I One thing I really appreciate. Is I this is something that bugged me with like the strangers is they kept hitting that whole, you know, this is based on a true story or based on actual events. This movie just says like that's you know, this is found footage from three teens that went missing. They never they don't keep reinforcing this like based on a true story. And uh, they almost make the audience tell people it's a true story as opposed to them having to say it. And I think that's more effective. But uh, this is when we're first introduced to Heather. Who does kind of just like a quick shot of look? This is my house. There's the really the first like thirty minutes of this movie is a lot of quick cuts of them just like getting ready, getting ready, filming <laughs> stuff with the camera. It makes you feel like you're part of this camping trip. Yeah, like you kind of feel like you're on the trip with them and one of their friends. And not that I would hang out with that crew, maybe. But I mean, um, Mike didn't seem like that bad of a guy. Josh kind of creeped me out, and then Heather, like, I mean, yeah, kind she's of annoying, kind of annoying. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, the, also hear that that's how she was in real life, too. Well, I think, yeah, I think all three <laughs> of them is how they act in real life is what kind of makes this funny. But yeah, like one of the facts was they had to cut a bunch of stuff out because the two guys would team up again on Heather and like kind of pick on her because she was being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because that was the because because Josh goes missing later in the movie and it was supposed to be Mike that goes missing and they flipped it because Josh and Heather were getting so antagonistic to each other. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tensions rise in the woods, man. But yeah, and so things. you know, like we said, it's them getting supplies. We learn that Mike is actually friends with Josh, but Heather doesn't know him. He's like the new guy that volunteered to just help out with the sound stuff for the Say movie. Say bye to your mom. <laughs> I thought that was like a slant, but then he legitimately was like, okay, mom, oh. I'm going. I was oh, like, oh he right. does live <laughs> With a cigarette in his mouth or whatever. Yeah, that caught me off guard. <laughs> True 90s kid. Well, because, yeah, she makes a joke at Josh earlier about him being Mr. Punctual. So I thought that was just her style. Was she like to take, you know, easy pot shots at the people? <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's uh, what she was doing. And no, no, he really lives with his mom. But... They take a little road trip to the town of it's Burkittsville, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, we get like formerly a, Blair. Oh, formerly Blair. Well, yeah. yeah, formerly Blair. Yeah, right. even though that's not really. True. I don't know if the Burkittsville witch sounds as scary. Burkittsville. I don't know. Burkittsville, if anything, <laughs> sounds like a weird, like Woolsworth kind of knockoff. <laughs> like some weird kind of like local clothing store. <laughs> but if it was Blair, wouldn't you think it would be Blairville? Because, like, old towns, it would be, you know, like... No, it could just be Blair. Really? Welcome to Blair. Blair, Maryland. Yeah, I, I could terrible. see it working. Sounds, Sounds like terrible. A, a person. Mm-hmm. I know people named Blair. Oh, but uh, when they finally get to uh, Burkittsville, they do a couple quick interviews that don't give a lot of information, but then we finally, from one of the older gentlemen of the town, we get kind of the town legend of uh, apparently, like, in the 40s, Seven kids went missing, and uh, when they finally, or yeah, seven kids went missing, and then a like kind of a drifter guy who's Rustin Parr was his name, came back into town saying he was done, and uh, he apparently had like a house or something in the woods, 
And so when he came back and said that, the cops investigated his house and found the dead bodies of the seven kids. So Rustin Parr had killed these kids. And uh, that's when we learn uh, the quick story, too, of he would kill them two by... Or he'd bring them down to the basement in the house two by two. And while he was killing one of the kids, he would make the other kid turn to the corner. Because he didn't like the kid looking at him while he killed the other kid. Which I get. No one, you know, no one wants to have eyes looking over you while you work. Just like Noah, two by two onto the ark. <laughs> I don't think Noah murdered the animals. <laughs> he didn't murder one lamb while the other lamb was looking in the corner. No, he saved two and then had all the rest were flooded. Flooded? He killed more than two animals. He didn't make the flood. No, but he did. The sh- flood. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Noah. That's such a bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) But um, after they do that, they go to the local town cemetery to kind of, I guess, do a quick shot of the graves of the seven kids that went missing, right? That's what I'm assuming that was supposed to be. Well, that was before the interviews where she was like given the pre-kind of town legend. Mary Brown, I think was her name. The old lady that they interviewed. No, no, that's later. That's the um, last interview when, they when do she's before in, they like, go to the cemetery. Oh, I thought we were just talking about all interviews. No, and yeah. they just like have cool <laughs> '90s angles of <laughs> gravestones. Yeah, I headstones. Music commentary on their her Heather's directorial style. If I can comment on that for a go second, ahead. I don't like it when documentary people are in front of the camera. Like that's just no. That's you do just B-roll mm-hmm. of the graveyard and you narrate over it. We still get the point. I don't want it. It, that also comes across really weird how she like tells the story. She's like, I'm standing here in the graveyard. Like she yeah, oversells she it. Didn't have a good voice to be the narrator either. Or a Think. face to be on screen. Aww. Face for radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A face for narrating documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, I okay, so I'd messed that up. They go to the graveyard and then they interview that old yeah. man who tells them about Rustin Parr. Okay, and then... And it's fun, all those people were plants by the directors, like the people they interview. Oh, yeah, because then, yeah, the actors thought they really found these people in the town, and the actors thought the Blair Witch was a real story. So these directors are maybe the greatest pranksters out there. Like, they should have had a prank show. It's really cool. It is cool. It's probably the best long con in film history, at least. Uh, There's a couple other, like, quick things that random town folks throw out like um there's supposed to be a cabin out there that's not necessarily referenced as rustin pars but another cabin that the witch is supposed to haunt apparently and people tell different stories of like seeing a gray light and it's a lot of just interviews from the town a lot like i imagine what would happen if you went up to the town around the the bell witch out and where's the bell witch supposed to be oh you had to ask um, um it's it's not all it's not by the heritage is it i can't remember but Wherever that is, you mean? Oh yeah, the Hermitage of the Heritage. <laughs> Messed that up, but yeah, it's a lot of the just everyone's got their own little take on their encounter with Adams, the Blair Witch. Tennessee. Oh, it's in Adams. The Bell Witch is in Adams, Tennessee. My bad. Uh, but through these stories, they learn of uh, Crazy Mary. <laughs> who Crazy Mary? <laughs> <laughs> There's something about Mary. Uh, yeah, she's supposed to live on the outside of town. And uh, 
what was her deal specifically? Like, was she supposed to have gone missing, or was she just someone that had, according to the town people, had the most direct encounter with the Blair Witch? Because there's something the town said happened to her, which is why she's like crazy. I, I thought she had direct contact with the witch. Was the legend was the, and, the but the survived the like lived to tell about it. But because she had a really vivid description of the Blair Witch, it's kind of the first visual we get. Right, and I also laughed that Scary Mary or Crazy Mary <laughs> is holding a Bible the whole time. I don't know why, but that added a layer of me just being like off put by this woman of just like she's talking about witches and crazy shit that's happened in the woods but she's like clutching a bible you're like uh okay (laughs) makes it creepier yeah um but after they talk to crazy mary wait i I feel like we should say what her description of the the blair witch is right i didn't write down what her description Uh, was she said it it, she felt like something was near it felt like horse fur it didn't say anything it opened its shaw and it was hairy from head to toe and strange looking Ugh. These are some of the descriptions we hear from her. Sounds sounds like a horse. She just ran into a horse. Yeah, it, it kind of <laughs> does sound like a horse. A distant relative. A distant relative. <laughs> <laughs> but Mary. They talked to Mary. Crazy Mary. Crazy Mary. Once they talk to her, though, they just go back to the hotel and they just, you know, they do the classic horror movie trope. They're they're drinking. They're smoking. Sinning. <laughs> <laughs> And had loud music on. Loud, loud rock music. <laughs> no, but I guess when they're in the hotel, it's them kind of celebrating. They've done the first couple shots of their documentary at this point. And Slow your roll. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, uh, I guess, prepping themselves for the next couple of days. Or they do they? I think they think they're only going to be out there for a day, right? It's a yeah, short amount. Of doesn't time. one of them have to work like the next day or something? Or, or he has to work too? in a couple of days. Yeah, because yeah, they were planning on camping. Yeah, they yeah. were planning on camping. But yeah, and it's going to be a hike. So they're you know talking about that. And uh, the, we, they wake up the next day. And on the way to the campsite, they talk to two more people. And it's, are they supposed to be a father and son? Or are they just buddies fishing? <coughs> I leave that Excuse up to me. you to interpret. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from them... We uh we get a little bit more of the, like, kind of, I think this is the guy that talks about that he's seen it and that it was just like a gray figure out in the distance. And then his buddy with the glasses was saying that it was all just BS and that, you know, it's just the town making up stuff. He was the skeptic. So they had a good give and take there because the old man just... <laughs> had a good give and take. Oh, I just laughed because what does what the old man say? Oh, I wrote it down. It was the... He was like, you damn fools never learn. <laughs> like, like this has happened before. <laughs> it's like, you damn kids keep going out of the woods and going missing. <laughs> I did find out, though, that the one of the original plans for how this movie would end was everything was going to have been done by those two people fishing, those two guys fishing. And it was going to be almost Scooby-Doo-esque of, like, that's how the documentary ends, is they find out that they've been played <laughs> by these... To uh, two townies. I don't know how I would have felt about that. Like, no, no, they don't get killed. It ends oh, wow. with it would have just changed the entire movie. Yeah, and that's why they said it. They didn't do it because it kind of ended cheesy. too Scooby Doo and cheesy. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's that's Old Man not... Withers from the department <laughs> exactly. store. It's those two guys from that were fishing earlier. <laughs> too cheesy pie. Yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that's funny that that was their like game plan, and I guess 
like if there's nothing that those two guys say that would imply that they would be the ones doing this. But I guess Did a little you see bit the way that they looked. Yeah, they didn't have to say anything. <laughs> it was I how guess, they said it. I guess actually Josh and Mike assume later when they're lost that it is somebody from the town messing with them. That's kind of a reoccurring thing. But yeah, so they finish talking to the two fishermen and uh they start their long hike into the woods and they stop at the first they had two filming locations planned and the first one is something called Coffin Rock. And um if I remember her narration correctly, it's at one point in this town's history, uh like a hunter or some hunters or whatever found at this rock five tortured men that were like kind of tied together to form some sort of structure thing. And uh, they were, their intestines were torn out and there were weird like ruins carved into their faces and that the hunters went to go get help and uh, help them like remove the bodies. But when they came back to the site, there were just vultures and the bodies were gone. And so that that's part of the whole like legend of the town and uh, it doesn't directly say the Blair Witch did this, but it's you know heavily implied. And uh, kind of, we get a little bit of Heather critiquing herself. You know, true artist. Just oh, I don't know. I feel like it was brushed, and it's okay. I'll just edit and post. And you know, we get a lot of B-roll. There's a lot of random moments of B-roll in this movie early on. And uh, I think that's kind of funny. I wonder if it's just like Mike or Josh just like wandering off with the camera, <laughs> just bored. <laughs> we have to record this. We have to record. People need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Get the thing out of my face. <laughs> so um, then it just quick cuts. Actually, we don't see them set up camp. We It just cuts to them the next morning. Because they, well, I guess before they're closing up, they're like, oh, it's going to get dark soon. We should probably you know, set up camp and everything. But then it just is them the next morning. And Josh is explaining that he doesn't know how those, the other two slept because he kept hearing cackling at night. Like the first one, he, he said he heard like rustling and it could have been like an owl or something like that. But then he heard actual cackling and how nonchalantly he says that worries me <laughs> yeah that, that would be terrifying i mean I, I get scared of a bear maybe in the smokies yeah but cackling it's a, a whole nother story i i honestly if i was hearing stuff like that i would wait like if it was us three in the woods i would wake you guys up because yeah. i'd be like hey you might get murdered <laughs> you, you guys might, hear that <laughs> <laughs> like am i going crazy but yeah they kind of brush it off as just classic you know josh just being josh <laughs> crazy dude <laughs> it's like i think some ladies actually laughing at don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, this is why Adam Sandler keeps getting movie parts. Like, damn it. It's terrifying. <laughs> well, at this point, Adam Sandler is still funny, right? 99. Oh, 99. This is, yeah, this is like peak Adam Sandler, yeah. to be honest. Oh, Wedding Singers. The peak. Is, you think Wedding Singers the peak? Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore is pretty solid. It's fine. It's good. That's like. We're coming down though off of that. <laughs> We're coming down. Yeah, deeds is like the oh <laughs> deeds start of deeds it. was the death rattle yeah. of the like oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, creepy lady laughing at Zohan. Creepy lady. Uh, then is this when they they move on to the, oh this is when they get up and they start hiking towards the second shooting location, which is supposed to be the graveyard of the seven kids, like 
the theoretical graveyard. And um, they, you know, kind of take a shortcut through the woods. And it's the first hint of that maybe they don't really know where they're going. Like, they're that Heather, at least, is acting like she's playing this out. But maybe, you know, she's a little off. Well, she's a city girl, right? And she's Classic. expected to know how to get around in the woods. <laughs> Classic city girl. Woods that all look the same. But I got a map. Yeah, she has a a paper map. And in the new Blair Witch, I believe we've all seen that. They have a drone. Oh, yeah, had the drone and the GPS thing. Kind of, yeah. So they came prepared. But, yeah, they also have a Why didn't Heather have a drone? That was dumb of her. (laughs) Yeah, 1999? Why didn't you have a drone? (laughs) Jeez. Well, actually, it's supposed to be 94. (laughs) 1994, you don't have a drone? Come on. (laughs) But, yeah, so they, they finally get to the site, and it's these just piles of rocks. Carns. Kerns. And um <laughs> bunch of carnies. <laughs> <laughs> bunch of carnies. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the um with carnivores the, or carnival yeah, workers. Yeah, that's what I was actually <laughs> wondering. Well, car- I was referencing the carnival workers, but <laughs> then I just You dove into carn- it, carnivores. Carns. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, Carn. <laughs> um yeah. Is is this before when they find the gravestone it has it happened yet where Mike has this his weird peeping Tom thing of where he's filming into the woods and he's like, is that the Blair Witch? No, it's Heather peeing. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like, that's that's not cool, man. <laughs> Just shows how good of friends they are, right? But they don't know. Well, she doesn't know Mike, <laughs> which adds to the creepiness because it's not Josh filming her. <laughs> that's a good point. I feel like camping brings people together. You know, you like you when you leave a camping trip you feel like you know everybody you went on that trip with a lot better yeah it, it really it really does i get yeah i guess no i'm I'm not disagreeing that's a that's a <laughs> good point i just think mike's a little bit creepy <laughs> you might not know their name but you know you know there's dump, you know how they dump feel in the woods at or, night in the cold <laughs> when you're pressed up against each other for warmth pressed up against each other you know the smell of their hair in the morning after a long night of <laughs> John, this is making sleep. this is making me nervous because I've shared a tent with this man, <laughs> and he's 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 scaring me. <laughs> that's what that cackling was. Oh, that's, that's what the cackling. That's why you'll sense. never sleep head to head with me anymore. <laughs> oh god, head to toe, always. Head to toe, always. The uh, <laughs> I did. I, did we already bring this up that in the original script, uh, Josh and uh, the girl Heather are were supposed to have been exes like they used to date complicated because apparently they threw that out just because of how the two actors were acting towards each other they're like no that <laughs> that's not gonna work i would have believed it because it was supposed to be they were supposed to be like originally i guess they were exes but they were maybe getting back together so it was supposed to be them to kind of slowly coming together throughout the movie as things get worse and Mike was supposed to be the antagonist and keep like stirring mm. up shit but the two other actors hated each other or something I, I feel like a camping trip would either bring you really close together or make you hate each other yeah but why'd you have to go and make things so complicated see the way you're just acting like you're somebody else <laughs> it, it gets me, me frustrated, frustrated. <laughs> but life's like this <laughs> And you fall, and you fall, and you take what you get, and you turn it into... We need to get back to the (laughs) (laughs) games. But honest, 
They, the... they find seven <laughs> graves. It's seven. Well, it's seven stacks of rocks that are supposed to represent the seven kids. Yeah, Carnes. But when they're filming all of them, one of them knocks over the rocks. Hmm. And they restack them. And do you think that's the downfall? Like this, this is the incident that causes the Blair Witch I mean, to come after. I him? think the Blair Witch is OCD, and she was just upset that it was messy. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's hard because question. is it coming into the area is just a no go from the start. Yeah, we don't really know the rules. Yeah, well that's which one, is fun. Which it which is fun. Oh wow, bad homophones, homophones. <laughs> But one thing, uh, this time watching this through, one thing I was having a hard time doing was separating the newest one that came out because the newest one set up more rules or I guess exposed more rules. And I kept thinking about that in context of this film. And uh, I had a hard time like separating it. And so one of the things that I started to notice because like Josh find later in the movie finds the like slime and stuff and he feels targeted and he goes missing and everything. And while that ended up being mainly on the scene, like script direction due to the actors and stuff like that, it all it made me think of was that he was targeted because of what we learned in the, the most recent movie of the whole, the Blair Witch doesn't actually attack people. It takes somebody over to attack people. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's what made me like, is so maybe it's Josh at the end of the movie that attacks Heather and Mike in the house and cause like they do hear his voice and everything. I'm getting ahead of ourselves a bit, but I just like wanted to bring that up of like how they don't, like you said, they don't really set up rules, but I was having a hard time cause I just kept thinking of the new movie mm-hmm. where I was like, Oh, well in the new movie, they say this, does that apply to this? And it kind of does. Yeah. You'd hope it does since they're trying to, you know, draw the connection between Blair Witch and Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> it, it only seems the the witch only seems to be active at night too, so that might be a rule that we know from this movie. I yeah. feel like they always wake up to something of having happened. Well, they also in the new movie played with time too much. Yeah, they played with time too much, and I would say what hurt the new movie too was they towards the end of the movie it's just all night, and it right. doesn't do what this movie does, where we see the day transition of them still not being able to find their way, and then them being afraid of when it gets dark. Right. Instead of in the new movie, it's just constantly well, dark. Because the, end of the, the movie. Blair Witch was keeping it from like, turning the day it perpetually night, mm-hmm. and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like that. Right, movie. me neither. But in this one, he stepped over some rocks. They yeah, and they fix it, and um, it's not his after, house. After that, they camp. It doesn't. I guess they start walking back a little bit, and they camp out. But it's night too, and this time they all wake up because they're hearing movement and weird Snapping sounds. And, all around the tent. And as somebody watching this movie, when I watched it the first time, I remember this was when I was kind of, because there's no jump scares or anything. You're kind of waiting for something to scare you. So at this point, you're kind of like, what's about to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Just like imagining what the witch looks like. And this is the scary part. Yeah, but uh, again, it just turns into, they don't really see anything. They kind of talk themselves out of it being anything. But they all heard it this time as opposed to just Josh. Um, What would you do? Me, if it well, my first assumption. Would you open the tent? Well, my, I would open the tent uh, after it, w- it was continuous, because my first thought, I guess I'm more equivalent to this to like if we were somewhere in Tennessee camping, I would be making sure that it's not a bear, because 
you know, then that's a whole different situation. Like that would be my first thought. Even if we're in like a haunted area, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, we're about to get torn apart. <laughs> Let's double check. Uh, cause I mean like last time we went camping, remember we kept hearing shit and I just, I, it clicked with me though, that it was those two cats, those two wild cats, <laughs> Sir Pounce and uh, spots or whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like if we were in the middle of nowhere and not like somewhere near Linden, you know, like a town or whatever, I would, that would be my first guess was a bear. And to be honest, that's a little bit more terrifying yeah, than a ghost. Yeah, you have <laughs> to check it out. Yeah. You couldn't just, you couldn't not do it. Right. I think you'd have to open the tent. Yeah. Yeah. Talk yourself out of it being supernatural or not. You need to, you need to go then, investigate. I mean, you can easily out. get back to head to toe position after checking what's out there. Oh, I wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, cause they try to get, well, they try to get Mike, to come out of the tent and they won't and Heather's being kind of a biatch and it's like <laughs> you're just scared and I'm like why aren't you <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible situation but the next morning you can see so they're this is the they're gonna leave they're done filming the two spots they needed to in the woods and they're gonna leave now and um, they're starting to kind of get tense with each other because there's some questions about their mode of travel but to be he, to be fair heather's logic of how they're traveling makes sense it did they went a roundabout way to get to those two points but now they're taking a straight line back to the car so it would be different than backtracking well they woke up and the um they found the three stone things set up around their camp right no that's the next night that's the third night oh i thought it was after the no after the second the second first night is josh hears something second night is they all hear something the third night is when they wake up and then there's the stones because that's when like shit starts hitting the fan for where they're all like really freaked out. Yeah, it's hard to keep the night straight because um, like just how the transition from everything to everything is, and it's also kind of just because every shot is just the woods. It all it blends together in your mind. It does. But yeah, they um, they keep checking the map to keep their sure they're on track, and uh, they're starting to doubt whether or not they're going the right direction there's a lot of map talk but then they end up having to camp out for a third night and they're not really happy about it they do hear more noises and it's more of an intense noise and then when they wake up um it's the pile of rocks outside the tent and that really freaks them out and they get they get in the argument of terrifying yeah they get in the argument though of the whole um like, did we just camp near these rocks? <laughs> and I like Heather's like, why would we have camped perfectly in between three piles of rocks? <laughs> that that would honestly be terrifying. Uh, yeah. Like, they're actually pretty calm after this moment, more so than I would be. When their whole, like, concern about being lost, I would be like, I don't care. We're heading one direction. Let's just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Like, I could have seen how they might think it's a prank or, like, one or of them. Or it's the townies. But even yeah. that's scary. Yeah. So people are stalking you. Yeah. Or a prank by one of them. Like oh, one of yeah, they do kind of blame each other a little bit there. But Like I, Mikey I, went out there and, you know, built Mikey. those. Yeah. I was good it's to me, you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Trejo in the woods. <laughs> I was good to you, Mikey. <laughs> uh, if you're listening and don't get that, listen to our oh, Halloween oh, episode. Oh, oh. <laughs> Um, if you want to get all of our inside jokes, you inside have to listen jokes. to every episode. Yeah. the This is when, as they're walking, they realize the map's gone. 
and Josh starts accusing Heather, and Heather's just like, I've had the map in the same spot, and it's not there, and it's gone. This there's is a lot when of tension. tempers are really flaring at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I wrote it down, and it's just how Josh says it, because Heather's like, no, I gave you the map, and Josh is just, <laughs> how he says he's like, I gave you back the map, <laughs> Heather. <laughs> I gave you back the map. Like how we overemphasize it is pretty funny. It's like perfectly condescending. <laughs> I was just thinking the whole time the map should have spoken up. I was picturing like Dora the Explorer that on the map, on the map, on the map. How, how creepy would that be if you hear that in the woods? <laughs> Night four is them sleeping and they just hear, I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map. I'm <laughs> That's terrifying, John. <laughs> oh, man. But I like I like that Mike <laughs> Mike while the map's gone kind of does this whole like listen we can't we can't keep fighting we gotta stick together we only have each other out here and it's kind of this like pep talk and like okay Mike's keeping it together uh, this is also where he f- where Josh is calming everybody down too saying that you know we were supposed to be back yesterday or yeah last night today they will notice that we're not there my girlfriend will notice that they i'm not there saying, we live in america oh they kept that was making, heather yeah, yeah heather comes in like you can't get lost in america we've used up our natural resources <laughs> like, no, that's not true at all like, <laughs> someone's a freshman in college <laughs> <laughs> got a lot guess, to learn girl i guess they hadn't watched um the bear grill show because like half of that show is him going to random woods in america being like and i'm lost <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can find safety. We've <laughs> used up our natural resource. What does that even mean? I, I think she was implying that we've cut down all our major forests, but there's a lot of natural forests yeah, just, that we haven't cut down. You get lost in a few miles of forest. Yeah. A la this movie. <laughs> a la, yeah, a la this movie. And yeah, but I just like that Josh really tried to hit home the point he had a girlfriend. He's, he's a little bit of a humble brag. He's like, listen, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> we get it. You're not gay she's, for Mike. That's she's, okay. <laughs> she's pretty hot. I would say face 10, body 8. She's going to notice we're missing. Her calves, maybe a 7. Don't worry when I know I haven't called her. Like she just keeps talking about Did he enunciate you. that too? I have a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm supposed to be at work tomorrow. Girlfriend. Where do you think he worked? What do you think he did? I don't know. McDonald's? Hmm. Huh. Like I was thinking like a, a CD shop. You're mm-hmm. right. He looks like a dude that. Do you remember? Is it Sunkiss? That CD like record shop that used to be in malls. It's like Sunkiss, and then there's like Virgin Records, and then there was a couple other ones. But I could totally Fye. see that guy. Fye. Oh yeah, the Fye store. Yeah, he could be working at one of those. He had that vibe. I liked as you were going down his girlfriend's like head to toe. She was like slowly becoming less and less. Oh yeah. Ten. And by the time I guess you hit her toes, they're like threes. Well, she uh, she used to be a ballerina, so she, or a gymnast, so oh, she has hammer yeah. toe. Hammer toe. Yeah, it's just you know, it's it's not great down there. But face ten, <laughs> face ten. But she loves when I rub her feet. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> She's gonna notice I'm missing. Mike's like, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and I have my not mom. all of us have girlfriends that are gonna realize we're missing, Josh. Okay, your girlfriend cooks for you. My mom cooks for me. <laughs> I this is when Mike starts laughing hysterically though yeah, he, as they're he walking is losing and it's it. and it's revealed he's laughing I don't know why he thinks it's funny but he kicked the map into the creek and I love how he says it he's just like I kicked that fucker to the creek yesterday it wasn't doing any good 
<laughs> it's wow. like he was telling a stand-up joke. He's, yeah. like, he's like, come on, guys. Maps? You kick that shit in the river, right? I'm Am the I map. right? I'm the map. I'm the map. As it's drowning. But I like how Heather freaks out, too. I'm not going to scream into the mic, but she just... Boy, does Heather have a scream. Oh, yeah. She also loses it. Whatever it is, they don't have it anymore. To be honest, I thought... <laughs> To be honest, I thought this movie was going to turn... Well, the first time I saw it, I thought it was going to turn into a weird thing where they like kill Mike <laughs> by accident. You and, know what I mean? And eat him when they realize they're alone. Kind of like Why Life of Pi style. Why, like, Why would they have eaten him? He was the tiger. Wait, is that what that movie is? <laughs> he eats a human? I, I don't, I don't want to ru- ruin it for anybody. I'm not reading or watching that. <laughs> yeah. It's way past that point, but we're off track. We're <laughs> off track. We're way off track. But yeah, so they kind of calm down after losing the map, and I do love, I do love that. Is it? It's Josh and Mike both ask for the compass, which is the only thing they have left to tell direction with. And Heather's response sign. is, "No, I'm keeping the compass because you have betrayed us all." <laughs> that is verbatim what she says. Oh. You have betrayed us all <laughs> I, i'd be curious how we would be in this situation because really that that is like the most helpless feeling being lost in the woods you've they realize they've made a circle because they see that creek again that they've been crossing well that's what i was actually going to bring up they don't specifically say they like later in the movies have that meltdown uh around like day five when they come across the stump and they realize they went in a circle but they cross a lot of creeks i think they like cross three or four and that's got to be a red flag to them because it looked like on the map, on the quick views you saw, that there was really only one. So were they just like zigzagging and not realizing it? I mean, they are city folk trying to go out into the woods. Hmm. To answer your question, though, John, I think we'd do a lot better than them solely because I don't think any one of us would kick the map into the river. I mean, have you seen <laughs> Mark can't kick? Yeah, and he would be the one that would try. <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but he would also be the one that would be a martyr for the documentary we were making. I'd die. I'm Yeah. I don't think I think for the movie. <laughs> I think I'd be Heather. I think I'd be screaming at you guys a lot. Just <laughs> You gotta get to the bottom of the <laughs> I think you'd do your laugh a lot too. Um. <laughs> Ner- nervous laugh. <laughs> so laugh or cry? Both. I would I would I can't cry, but I would try to cry. It'd be nice. Is so after they have the compass though. Uh, what happened? Oh, no, no. This is when uh, they find the section of the woods because I thought it was this is when they camp out again. But they're walking one direction and they come across just that area of the woods that's filled with all the voodoo stick figures. Yes. This like is, the movie poster. Yeah, yeah. This is legitimately scary in my opinion. That would... That would I would just shit my pants. <laughs> just be in the woods. Just immediately see all those and just... <laughs> just be like, well... <laughs> Well, it's nice knowing you guys. <laughs> we're we're clearly gonna die here. I don't know what would be worse: your lack of food or your lack of toilet paper in that situation. <laughs> yeah, that'd be horrific. <laughs> and we'd have to share a tent. <laughs> oh no, you'd be outside. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you you'd let me in. <laughs> but yeah, it's all the different stick figure things of different sizes. Uh, some are made of just like sticks. Some look like hay or something like wicker. Wicker, Wickerman, <laughs> the Wickerman, <laughs> the bees, the yeah, and they're all just hanging from the tree. And this is another one of those whole like, why are you recording this? We have to go. And it's sort of like, I'm coming. 
and just panning over more and more. <laughs> I'm coming. No, I'll be right there. No, yeah, we need to keep moving. She just keeps <laughs> filming. It's like, uh, okay, you've got enough shots. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, Mike kind of has a breakdown for a second, starts just screaming for help, which I feel like I would have done uh, like pretty early on just because maybe there's like a hunter nearby. You want to like kind of right. get your We live in America, you know, people yeah. find you. We've used up all our natural resources. Yeah, well, you don't get lost in the woods in America. <laughs> um, they think they're being followed as well. They like kind of hear in the daytime, they hear some twigs break, but that only happens like once or twice. Yeah, those are just the directors of the movie. <laughs> Just following them. Isn't yeah. that that's really what they were doing though, like while the three were filming, right? Isn't that how they did those effects? Is it just the director and the producer or whatever? Tossing stuff in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Having a party. <laughs> Excuse me. Um then night four kicks in and this is the um more sound effects and everything, and then the tent <laughs> starts being attacked where it's just being shaked and rattled and they and <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> and uh they just dart out of the tent which i think it's the smart thing to do i guess like you're helpless aren't, in the tent yeah, aren't there. there kids screaming or something oh yeah, yeah. The kids laughing. it's and, kids and laughing, laughing because of the yeah. map and it's, that's not mm-hmm. creepy everyone loves the map maybe <laughs> that was the cackling that mikey heard earlier it was the studio audience <laughs> yeah <laughs> Filmed in front of a yeah, live Blair studio. Yeah, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> filmed in front of a live studio audience. And they did Orlando. nothing to help those poor kids. That audience. Oh, like, I'm not going to lie. I, maybe creepier than hearing that, I'm a map, I'm a map, <laughs> I'm the map. If I was sleeping in the woods and I just hear small children laughing, that's pretty terrifying. That's probably like top, top five creepiest things to hear in the woods. What is it about small children that's creepy? Because it's their assumed innocence and then their incorporation into something evil. Oh, well, you had an answer ready for that. Yeah, we all know. Peter gets asked that a lot, to be (laughs) honest. (laughs) He talks about this quite a bit. Yeah. All the panels, everyone just always wants to talk about kids. It's like we... Ad nauseum. Come on. Ad nauseum. When they're running, though, there's the... uh, Heather says, what the fuck is that? Very loudly. But the camera doesn't show anything. And you find out from the behind the scenes thing that there was actually someone dressed as what they thought the Blair Witch like they were the Blair Witch off to the left and the actors didn't know and the actors didn't know that was going to happen and so Josh who was carrying the camera didn't turn the camera to it because they were legitimately freaked out so they just kept running so the Blair Witch was actually supposed to appear in the movie and uh, they just didn't reshoot that scene that's really interesting. I didn't know that. I wonder what it looked like. Uh, like uh, in a white dress. Yeah, it was a white dress, long hair, a lot of fur. <laughs> well, I mean, fur. it was, was there a ways back too. Yeah, it was supposed to be far enough where you couldn't get like a real clear picture, hmm. but you just saw like the bright shirt and maybe like just like long hair or something like that. It just kind of like a shadow thing that just like goes by. Uh, I can't decide if I like how they did it or if it would have been scarier to see that because i think in that moment a quick glimpse i think would have would have been fine and honestly would have scared the shit out of me as i was watching this um but i i also see the aspect of it's still the whole the jaws effect not seeing the shark but you don't you're you see the fin of jaws well not not until later 
like initially in the beginning of the movie and uh, the first couple of people that yeah, get but this attacked. Is like, this is close to the end. That's true. This, was a bit, this would have been a great time to see the Finn. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of the witch. Uh, uh, part of the reason it's such a legendary movie, I feel like, is because you never see it. Yeah. So it's kind of left to your imagination. And some people find that scarier than than others. Reality. Than the truth. Yeah. yeah. The truth. Than the map. It's out there. It's out there. The <laughs> map. <laughs> I was actually thinking about how this totally, like, if you just took this movie and intercut scenes of Scully and Mulder at a desk, like, at the computer watching this, it's an X-Files episode. It's <laughs> yeah. literally they get called in to try to find these three missing kids. I think and you just, could have a, a drinking game of our podcast if we're going to talk about X-Files or again. Law and Order or... But, like, so many horror movies do line up to... BX files. Yeah. I guess that was or like law the, and order. I feel like that was the point of the show. So it's a little bit easy picking. But I kept thinking about that through the movie of just like this would be a pretty fun X Files episode of you know, them trying to figure out if it's a if it's the Bla- like if the Blair Witch is real or if it's just yeah. some like crazy person in the Scully woods. Scully would be like, It's just some of the townspeople doing some pranks and Mulder's like, I'm not so sure. Did you hear those kids? It's would Mulder scary. be the one that facing the corner or <laughs> Scully? They're gonna die. <laughs> oh, it would be Mulder. He, yeah, he would be facing. <laughs> Scully's going first. Mulder would lose the map too. No, Scully would kick the map. Yeah, you Scully so? would totally kick the map in the river. Mulder's looking for a sis. So. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a map. He needs that map uh, to get back on track. After they ran away and saw something in the woods or whatever, they're kind of hiding under like a rock or something. But Aren't together. We all? <laughs> Uh, waiting for daylight, and once daylight breaks, they go back to the tent, which has been kind of broken down a little bit, and uh, Josh's stuff has been ransacked, but none of the other stuff has. And there's blue jelly on yeah, it, there's, right? Yeah, there's a weird blue slime over it, and also in his canteen, and that's never really explained in, I don't think, in any Ever. of the movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of mad about that. I want to know what that is. Is it supposed to be like ectoplasm kind of? <laughs> it's goop, like like Ghostbuster style. It like leaves ghost leaves like a ectoplasm trail. Of well, some Mark, sort? if something from the spiritual plane, like the Blair Witch, interacts with something in the physical plane, like a tent or a canteen, uh, in order to cross back into the spiritual realm, it leaves a little piece of it behind. Some of that being what we call ectoplasm or blue goop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, spiritual realm is in the upside down. <laughs> would that be? I just like that Peter gave the most scientific like answer, <laughs> ending that. with blue goop. <laughs> he had that answer ready too. I know. He talks about these <laughs> He's got ghosts pulled up on the like, Wikipedia right now. <laughs> it's my book. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Heather makes another like as they're walking and they finally admit that they are super lost it's about time yeah <laughs> it's about time yeah they're yeah the this is the whole loss in america they're all having meltdowns about they're supposed to be back at work and get the camera back and like they need to just accept that that's not gonna happen i think josh i think it's josh maybe mikey i don't remember it says to heather that's why you like this video camera so much it's like a filtered reality yeah, which, which a, I can't tell if he's being like sincere, like a, I get it now, I want to do this now too, or if he is really stabbing her with that that worded. I knife. think it's the latter. I don't oh, think it was man. sincere because that is harsh. Yeah, that is really harsh. It makes you feel for Heather a little bit. Uh, no, 
She's not redeemable. <laughs> yeah. But after that, though, this is when they they realize they have made a circle because a little while ago they had decided to just keep walking south, which is a great plan. Yeah, I thought that lost, was is to go one direction because eventually you are going to hit something. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. <laughs> Why Harry Styles? One Direction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you light up my I room. was so not following me with that. That's <laughs> Harry Styles. <laughs> the kill. <laughs> That's what makes you beautiful, Heather. <laughs> but they cross at one point like a log across a creek or whatever, and then when they are walking, they get back to it and realizing they've been in a circle. Classic Frodo and Sam. It's really a cartoon moment as well. Yeah. I... At that point, I would be losing my mind. Well, they do. They like well, yeah. really break down. I just point. I related to them because I've you guys have felt lost before. I, I'm I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one at the state <laughs> <I'm> lost? <laughs> no, yes, I, in the woods. I've sure. been. I thought I've it was been, more normal than it appears to be. No, I've been lost in the woods okay. before. It's I've not a good feeling. In the woods of life. Very helpless. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a motif of the movie? That's it's a metaphor. Yeah, I'm just going in circles. Sometimes you kick the map in the creek. You gotta just pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Get lost in the woods. I don't know. Well, you know, I guess if this was to be something resembling of life, they continue on the same path that they went on the first time, and they're surprised to find out that it winds up exactly where they. That's were the definition the of insanity, right? Yeah, doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. I think you guys watched a different movie than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is when Josh does even more mean things with the camera of because Heather's having the breakdown and it's the whole, here's your motivation. So you're lost in the woods. You stole. He brings up something random like you stole an object from a spirit. You know what I mean? Like he makes some reference to something we never saw on camera. I think she had picked up one of the the voodoo. Oh, did uh, she? Did I she think grab that, one of the I voodoo things? I think that's things? what he's referencing. Yeah. And that my and they're blaming her, saying that that's why it's getting getting worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he like freaks out on her. That's a really awkward scene, but it's okay because night five hits and Josh is gone. Mm. He's just gone, vanished. Hey, Josh. I like how this scene happened like behind the scenes. It was literally they let them go to sleep and uh, the director woke Josh up while all the other two were asleep and was like and gave him a note so they didn't have to like speak or whatever. And it just said, get all your stuff and leave. You're Don't dead. tell them. Yeah. And then once they got far enough away, they're like, OK, you're dead. You're done with the movie now. And they let him go. And the actor's quote is saying, it's like, oh, it's fine with that. I mean, I got a hot meal and I uh, I had tickets to a Jane's Addiction concert. So I was able to go to that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Priorities. Very relatable characters. It also dates this movie, Jane's Addiction concert. <laughs> but, I haven't listened uh, to them in 12 hours. But yeah, so their, their reactions, the two reactions when they wake up and it's the where's Josh and they don't know what to do is so genuine because they didn't tell them that Josh was just going to vanish. And uh, that would be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> if we just woke up and one of us was just gone. Oh. Like, I guess John's just taking a long dump in the woods. Yeah. And <laughs> taking you can get it on camera. Getting his morning glory. And... Uh, <laughs> okay. What? That means... <laughs> that means taking a dump, Peter. <laughs> taking a... <laughs> Drop golden, in golden shower right what? after. A golden shower. <laughs> I, 
think you uh, uh, you crossed you crossed terminology there. <laughs> but cross streams. They they wait around for Josh <laughs> for a little bit, and when they can't, when he doesn't come back, they decide to go keep walking and try to look for him. And they keep hearing noise through the day this time, and things are getting weirder and weirder. And um, then night five or night six happens, and they decide not to really go to sleep, and they're just gonna stay up and see what happens. And uh, I like this question, Mike. You know, sets forward a real icebreaker of, "What's your uh, favorite thing to do on a Sunday?" Because I'm guessing they're assuming it's Sunday because of how many days have gone by. Uh, Peter, what's your favorite thing to do on a Sunday? Um, I guess it's going to the woods with a couple of my friends. <laughs> just kind of set up camp and get lost. Yeah, and just kind of see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> I do like that that is actually her answer of just like, well, I used to drive to the woods and go for a hike. And then Mike's like, well, that's not something I'm going to do for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Because for a while now, you're just going to be in the dead zone. The dead zone. <laughs> then uh, they start hearing, jo- I'm assuming it's supposed to be Josh, right? It's yeah. Josh yelling in pain. And they go out to try to find him and they can't. And, um, after they look for a little while, it cuts to the next morning of them waking up, and outside the tent is a bundled stick thing wrapped in Josh's, like, shreds of Josh's shirt. And um, when they open it, it's blood, teeth, and Josh's hair. Oh, and, and, tongue. and tongue as well. Oh, I missed the tongue. His tongue. Yeah. His tongue. <laughs> Ugh. Yep. Yeah. Just been flapping for no good. I feel like that should be a red flag later when they hear him yell because no, it should be because he's making clear enunciative cries for well, help. Yeah, he's he's enunciated the whole movie. But see, like they, they don't know. <laughs> that's why she fact. took his tongue. <laughs> yeah. well, they don't know for a so fact like that seven. that's his stuff. Oh, that that's his mm. parts. Yeah. <laughs> his uh, his facial parts. What's in the bag? What's I do? I I actually really like how they open it. Open the tent though, and they just see the bundle, and they're really freaked out by the bundle. And she initially just does the, "I'm just gonna move it from the front of the tent. I'm gonna take it. I'm throwing it, Mike." And like they just throw it away, but then they decide to open it later. I feel like that'd be my instinct too. Is I don't want to touch that. Get your DNA on it. Well, not even that. <laughs> At this point, I would be totally leaning into the idea that a ghost is trying to murder me, and uh, you don't mess with that voodoo, man. You don't you don't want to mess with that voodoo. If, if the Blair Witch had made her rules clear, they might not have. Exactly, but I don't think she off. has rules. I think it's just whoever comes into her woods, she's gonna. I mean, know the rules, with. win the game. If they, if <laughs> they Is it Maryland to stand your ground? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> the Blair Witch is just standing her ground, yeah, in a very creative, disturbing way. <laughs> Terrifying. Well, she's trying to give them plenty of time to leave. They just get lost in the woods, dumb city kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't notice the tongue was in there. Yeah, I guess the t- the tooth the stood out the most, and it's like bloody, and it just kind of it blends a little yeah, bit. Yeah, blends into the because of the grain cloth. and yeah. stuff. Um. It's just more shots, though, of you know Heather and Mike kind of a breakdown. They embrace for a little bit and cry together, and I was kind of like, I'll ship Heather and Mike. You know, they should end up together at the end of this. <laughs> Would their their ship name be Mether? Mether. Hike? Because yeah. they went on a hike together. Uh, that's wow. pretty good. That's pretty good. 
you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, America. <laughs> but so their hashtag for their wedding would be hike for life. Hike for life. Oh, because that's what they're going to have to do in this forest because it's, you know, they can't escape. Oh, that's great. I did like Mike. Or. I, I can't remember if this is. Uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, oh, my gosh, where's Josh? <laughs> 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 hashtag oh my gosh that's their going? wedding hashtag th- <laughs> 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 okay. well, his his disappearance led to them getting close and married <laughs> that's true but they they don't get married <laughs> <laughs> well, then hashtags when, are around <laughs> when when they're walking though before night seven while they're kind of still having a breakdown there's a point i wish i'd written down what he was saying because mike kind of goes on a little bit of a rant just being like i'm not gonna go to the movies anymore not going to eat this anymore. Not going to be able to do this anymore because I'll still be in the fucking woods. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of laughed. I was like, that's an interesting way to look at this. It's not, it's not It's because I'll be dead. It's a, I'll still, I'll still be, be in the, the woods. fucking woods. <laughs> He's working on his stand-up for when he gets out. <laughs> still. At this point, would you guys think you're about to die from starvation or from the Blair Witch? Maybe a little bit or of both. None of the above. I, well, I would think, I actually would think, I would think starvation. Because I think like it's day, this is about to be night seven and they really only brought food for like a few days. few days. So you're definitely feeling it right now. But now they have one less mouth to feed. That's true. <laughs> and they found a cigarette, right? Later. <laughs> I think they found a cigarette. <laughs> the I'll still be in the woods just made me think of the Chris Farley thing. The like you'll have pretty plenty of time for writing books when you're <laughs> living in a van <laughs> down by the river. It's just the woods now. When you're stuck in the woods down with the Blair Witch. <laughs> but after that, um this is night seven, which is the final night. The final count. Do you think the fact that it <laughs> Do you think it was night seven because there were seven kids? Yes. Seven deadly sins? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> the Blair Witch doesn't strike me as a very religious person. Seven days in a week. Seven days in a week. Uh, seven is a holy number. Seven minutes in heaven. I'd also like to point out that Josh was a little wrong, though, about the whole his girlfriend will come looking for him because it's night seven. They were supposed to be back four days yeah, ago. Little did Josh know. Josh's girlfriend was seeing someone else. Oh, yeah. Someone who thought all of her was a 10. <laughs> Not just her face. <laughs> Not just her face. <laughs> her mind, her toes, all 10s. <laughs> her personality. Ah, eh, that's still an 8. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy has a tongue. Oh. <laughs> and he knows how to use it? <laughs> what do you... <laughs> I'm the map. It's <laughs> <laughs> meant that he's a normal person. Oh, okay. <laughs> you knew what, uh, I, was I definitely <laughs> thought you went sexual with that, John. Since we were as well. Yeah. Saying she was cheating on him. and No, I leave that to you guys. <laughs> but <laughs> getting back to night seven, this is where we get the like iconic shot of the movie. The climax. Of, of Heather having the camera pointed at herself. And it's the boogers. <laughs> her nose is running a little bit, and she's having a breakdown and apologizes to Mike's mom, to Josh's mom, to her own mom. No dads. And if you look at the the typical movie poster that you see, is this? It's this. Shot. Yeah, it's yeah, the, the close up on her face, mm-hmm. and it's her saying she's so sorry. She's so scared right now. It's probably the most parried parried 
parodied. Parodied. Why can't I say that? Made fun of yeah. portion of this movie because like like the office makes fun of it. Like there's the scary movies make fun of it at one point. It's it's just one of those. It's easy to make fun of. It's I've, I've made a movie that makes fun of made it. Made fun of yeah. it oh, with, <laughs> with Keaton <laughs> in the last. <laughs> but uh, after that, they hear Josh's cry for help this time, and it's more. It's not groans of pain this time. It's legitimate, like help, help me, help, help. <laughs> I've got my tongue back. Help! And uh, they start running in the direction they think they're hearing it, and they come across a house, which. Nope. Yeah. I'm noping <laughs> the hell out of there. I am not going into that house. And I think it's interesting that Mike, who's been afraid most of the movie, more so than Heather, gung-ho runs in. And Heather is like really just like, no, 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 Mike, Mike, what are you doing? Come on. we got to look for Josh. <laughs> At this point, though, that just shows that they've lost their minds, right? I mean, they're not yeah. them- themselves. And I think they're pretty I cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. How we would have gone to the house yeah they're delirious you know you, there might be food in there could be a home cooked meal Mike just wants yeah. it to end he just, yeah he's just ready for it to end but Mike runs to the house and then we go upstairs first because I think they're hearing it upstairs we get to see some awesome you know hand turkeys on the wall everywhere yeah and little kids hands that's not creepy at all with some weird carving well like, now we words. know why that they were killed they're making a mess in the house <laughs> <laughs> No respect. <laughs> no respect. But yeah, the, well, I, I couldn't read any of the words that were carved in. They were weird, like old, like witchy looking words and things like that. Um, they don't really like focus on it that long where it's just like, kind of like glance by as the camera goes by. But they go upstairs and when they're upstairs, there's nothing up there in the attic. And uh, then they think they're hearing it downstairs. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I feel weird. I laughed a little bit how Mike does the, it's coming from downstairs. Like, <laughs> he's like hopping. Down. He's like, come on. You got to see it. You just got to. You just got to, man. It's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't sound like afraid as much as it like, come on, we're going to get there first. It's downstairs. <laughs> and when they get, um, I guess because Mike, ran off away yeah. so mike gets down to the basement he's a track star and you don't see anything at first you just see the camera drop and you don't know what happened to mike and then heather slowly going back downstairs and is calling out for mike no noise yeah nothing can't hear anything else and then she starts walking downstairs and once she turns the corner from the downstairs into the basement we see mike face against the corner standing there and you just hear her scream and then the camera drops and that's how they end the movie one of the most iconic movie endings of all time yeah because it's so up in the air like i they're obviously dead but we just don't know specifically what happened to them and that's pretty terrifying but yeah that's that's how it wraps up the witch got him the witch got him now that we've gotten to the end when i was uh (laughs) When I was looking up stuff for this movie, I actually found a pretty interesting fan theory that uh, I want to share with you guys that I don't know if you've heard this yet, but that the theory is there is no Blair Witch. Like, put this movie in a bubble. None of the sequels are there. Put this movie in a bubble. There is no witch. 
and it's not the town folk messing with Heather. This whole thing was put together by Mike and Josh to kill Heather. To murder Heather. Thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) I can go through it more. I just wanted to know, like... So why the ruse? Well, so part of it goes to the whole scrapped idea of um, Heather and Josh being former lovers. And some of the, like, evidence the fan theory talks about is Mike knows Josh, and Josh knows Mike. Like, they're friends. Heather doesn't know Mike. Also, um, the map debacle thing. Like, we see Josh have the map at one point because he asked for him for Heather, Heather, and we don't see it later. And the fact that Mike got rid of it, that's both of them depriving Heather of the map so she can't figure a way out. Whose tongue is that? Well, so... Like at least the teeth and stuff they explain is like it's somebody else's that they they planted it. But where are you gonna get that? And where they're letting her teeth? film the whole thing. Well, yeah. Well, because if they succeed, they're gonna just distort the tapes. And if they don't, then doesn't matter. They would still get in trouble anyway. And they're willing to starve themselves for a week. And they left the tape in the woods. Yeah, I guess. They didn't destroy the well, tape. Well, because they make it look like they're dead, too. So they've run away. And then uh, some of the other stuff is... Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, it's like with Josh go missing. So he's able to set up the next portions of the, the thing. And it's... Um, Josh. I think it's Mike's idea to do the head south. Just keep heading south. And um, it's there's a couple other little fun things of like... Who set up the stone carns... They did. Where did the audio track for the because kids come Heather from? says because Heather says that she sleeps like a rock. Like she, the first night, she said she didn't hear anything because she sleeps super heavy. So it'd be really easy for one of them to just wake up. And no, go but set who set the up. initial ones up? The rocks. Who Wait. put the stuff in the trees? Oh, I don't know about when, that. When they like come upon these things. Hmm. Who who did that? I don't know. Maybe I guess one of them. Maybe they set it up prior. I don't know. Because they do lead... Because part of the theory is them leading her to this house where they're going to eventually kill her. So maybe they scouted it out earlier. I hate this theory. Why do you I'm, hate I'm this theory? A, I don't like the theory either. It's too do hard. You, <laughs> too many things to go you, wrong. Yeah. Like, where are they going to get a teeth I, and I mean, tongue? And it's not... Like, if you look at J- Josh and Mike as if they're like serial killer wannabes it's not beyond the realm of belief that they plan this out but if the Blair Witch was also supposed to show up in the woods who was that but they didn't be? show up up in the woods well they did we just didn't get catch it on camera it's true who was that gonna be do you have any fun facts about the house itself uh it's a real house like on the edge of town of wherever they filmed uh, I didn't have anything like specific about the house it was just mm-hmm. like a house that worked for a shooting location and then they wrote the stuff it's like a mixture of hebrew and some old english like writing or whatever that they just found that looked creepy um they succeeded it did succeed uh yeah i guess that fan theory is just not very fun to you guys i thought it was interesting (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was interesting it's an interesting interesting way to look through the movie and uh see it as kind of like because you never see anything that truly is supernatural in the movie. Like, you never actually see a witch. You don't see anything, like, 
hovering or flying. It's all just weird, creepy stuff. So, theoretically, it could just be someone out there. Which kind of leads me to what I was saying about the how I kept thinking about the newest Blair Witch that came out, which makes me think that it wasn't the witch doing that, but you know, whoever she was had under her control at the time kind of thing. But she delegates. She, yeah, she's a delegator. She's a good manager. Right. You know. She's like she doesn't try to micromanage you. She, <laughs> yeah. she very much just like lets you really get invest, what you need to invest do. Invests in her people. It's like <laughs> Charles Manson, like he didn't kill anyone, he just helped others do it. The late Charles Manson. The, no, he's still alive. No he died. Wait, when did he die? Last week. Yeah, yeah that's why I thought you were making the reference. What? Um, oh, yeah. I missed that. And I also feel like every episode. Actually, we I guess not R.I.P. That dude was bonkers. That's For crazy, ladies though. and a good time. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. I don't think he was the mastermind, but that's that's another day for another story. Another another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, shoot. I had one more thing I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I guess we can kind of do final thoughts while I think about what that point was. Oh, you don't, you don't have to whisper off <laughs> mic, John. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But it was the... Uh, <laughs> it was the... Because this brought back the idea of found footage being a viable like film franchise type. Because uh, I think it was like Cannibal Holocaust was kind of one of the... Not the first but one of the bigger name ones and there hadn't been anything successful until this. And because of this, it really revamped the whole found footage and people wanted to do more and more. And I was just curious, you know, what are you guys' favorite kind of found footage movie? Would you say it's this? Golly, it's hard. I This one is great. I love the first Wreck movie. Wait, the, the Spanish one? Yeah. Okay. That, um... Yeah, because the Spanish ones are wreck, and the American ones are quarantine. quarantine. Yeah, 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 wreck one is great. Um, Were you gonna say quarantine, John? I was. <laughs> you should have you seen wreck? I've not. That, it's it's better. Oh, really, it's good. Yeah, I love that one. The Grave Encounters is really good. Grave Encounters is really good. Uh, I mean, the first Paranormal Activity is great. Yeah, another. Well, I think what the most successful ones are the ones that really just are low budget because it makes it feel real like especially the paranormal activities because it really is just shot on some like home camera yeah thing. i mean when your budget is so small you can't afford to show anything and so you just have to get creative just, like instill the sense of dread it, it leads to better times better experiences <laughs> uh i'm gonna throw out i don't know if this fully counts but i'm gonna throw out i think my favorite just because I'm a nerd, um, is Chronicle. I don't know why, but I really liked how that movie used the camera stuff. I think it it goes against... I think it would have been done... It would have been better off if it had had a lower budget, like we were just talking about, because it would have forced them to be a little bit more creative with their situation. But I don't know. That one's just like a really fun one to me. And it's just kind of cool the approach of found footage they use because it's not a horror film. And I feel like most found footage with the exclusion of a few are horror films. And so I think that's one of the reasons why that sticks out to me. The Chronicle's good. Yeah, Chronicle's good. Uh, what about you, John? Well, I was going to say Quarantine. Um, although the movie cover of Quarantine kind of spoils the ending, I feel like. Oh, yeah, because um, the cover's the last shot. Yeah, but I, it's a fun movie. I would recommend it. 
Um, another, I enjoyed Cloverfield as well, and I feel like Cloverfield. I didn't even think about end. Cloverfield. That is a great one. It kind of was similar to the Blair Witch, and it was very like the marketing for it was very left a lot to your imagination or you wanting more because yeah, it doesn't show you a lot. That, that's a great example of a high budget. High budget, but not footage. showing everything. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because it focuses on the people as mm-hmm. opposed to the incident, which is a smart play. And then I do will say one of the biggest problems I have with Cloverfield is when you go back and watch it, it is the definition of the why are you still filming this? People got to know, man. People are going to yeah. want to know what happened. People are going to know <laughs> what would happen here. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I forgot that that's TJ Miller from oh, no, uh, Silicon Valley. Because I, I remember it was Lizzie Chaplin. Oh yeah, she's the one that's Explodes. the. I'm not. I don't feel so good. <laughs> and she gets taken by the curtain. Explodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great scene. Um, but uh, yeah, I I feel like there was a while where found footage films kind of got out of hand, and I think they've like tried to do weird versions of found footage. Like, um, what's the one that's over the Skype call? Unfriended. Unfriended. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> it's. That one at least is fun-ish because it's all on Skype and it's not like <laughs> a video. Fun, though? <laughs> it's not a video camera, so it has to be in front of the computer. Like they're pretty stationary. Um, like I appreciate what that was trying to do. It's a unique idea. It really well, relates. It's not a to great movie at all. Today's but youth. <laughs> it's not a good movie. That's a fun. That might be a fun one to do later. But yeah, found footage just in general is. I still enjoy it. Like I know people don't like it anymore generally because there've been so many. Yeah. I, I always think it's fun. Well, I, I think it can be fun, but like when the new Blair Witch movie came out, that was like two years ago. Something, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually kinda hoping it wouldn't be found footage style just to add like I don't know. I, I I'm so hesitant to with it. Oh gosh, book is. I don't want to talk about book. Is that was no found. one acknowledges that as a sequel, Peter. Okay, you, you just did though when you said you wanted it to not be found footage, and like half of that one's not found footage. So yeah, but that one's. So you wanted more book of secrets, Blair Witch, and not like original Blair Witch. <sighs> now you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> book book of secrets is so bad that nobody acknowledges it as a sequel. There is no book and no secrets. <laughs> no book, no secrets. Like there's no yeah there is no book of shadows <laughs> in the book of shadows I want to I want to talk about that for a second that's so weird, uh, but yeah I guess to get us back on Blair Witch you know, um I think it still holds up I mean it's not as yeah. scary just because of what we covered of it there's not really like jump scares you don't really see the witch it's very much just like tension it's kind of a it's really just more of a creative movie in my opinion and I think that's why I think it holds up and I still enjoy it like I enjoyed watching it. Um, I think it's about an hour 30. Did you do a runtime job? Hour 22 minutes and 39 seconds. I would say there's only a <laughs> couple times where it felt a little long and it was mainly around like nights four and five because like while stuff was happening, a lot of the in between the nights is them just being lost more kind of repetitive. Yeah. Repetitive them just walking through the woods being lost. So, um, yeah. But uh, definitely say it's worth your free time. Oh, yeah. That is a that is just a fun one to watch staple. every now and then. And oh yeah, it is very much a pillar of horror movies. Like we would not have, you know, a lot of like paranormal activities is everyone's favorite. You know, we would not have that without this. So uh, definitely would recommend. John, final thoughts? 
I, I agree. I think it is definitely worth your free time. Um, I didn't find it all that scary, like I said before, but still a fun movie. Very creative. Um, I felt like I was on the camping trip and it felt pretty real. Um, the conversations felt like real conversations, not scripted. Um, Very natural. And there are a lot of fun facts about this movie. I really enjoyed hearing your fun facts. It, yeah. was, it was a good good movie for that. Yeah, so the production I is say crazy. Go see it. It doesn't take much of your free time to see. It's pretty short. Yeah. And also look at the IMDb user comments from... Uh, 99 and 2000 when it first came out it's people either loved it or hated it oh, uh, it's very pretty, divisive pretty interesting to read that do you have any like do you want to read off are there any funny ones I was just curious just look at them yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> look at them yourself some of them are crazy <laughs> we can't do all the work <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Peter did you give your final thoughts I feel like I loved it it's very like, yeah second very movie I ever bought I like you're all watched about it. it a lot even though I got confused over the nights this time but like I, yeah I just part I always me, go back part of me wonders like I have nothing to base this off of, but part of me wonders if this movie, like if they wanted to make this about the Bell Witch, and maybe they like couldn't get rights to it or anything like Do you that. Need rights to the Bell Witch for some stuff, because a lot not it's not like copywriting, but you would need permission to do a lot of the stuff. Who there. owns those rights? Uh, I imagine the Bell descendants, hmm. the people and that lived in the house those, in that land. Like no, no, I just mean in the sense of like they could say Bell Witch. But to like film in that area to incorporate like a town, ta- you know what I mean? Like that requires uh, cooperation because like Burkittsville worked with these people. So like I'm just saying like I wonder if again I have nothing to base that off of. They could have this is a completely their own idea and everything. But I just because the story is so similar and there's a lot of legends about the Bell Witch that are like this that I was just curious. But uh, yeah, we should probably wrap this up. Um, yeah, we we did final thoughts. We did everything yeah. else. Uh, so this was our last episode of the season. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our horror film season. Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't just say bye like that. I have more to say. We, we have a <laughs> Kickstarter campaign to save the show. Um, <laughs> we're having a telethon. <laughs> <laughs> Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> no, but um, we should get started working on the second season soon. Um, have we decided... Did yeah. we make a decision on the theme? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Peter, tell me, what is our second season going to be Star-studded flops. Star-studded duds, I believe is what we call sure, it. Sure, duds. Like flops. I guess they're not flops, like financially. Some, <laughs> some of them. Crash is not a flop financially, but, but it's a dud in my eyes. Yeah, we're going to cover star-filled movies that we really enjoyed or hated. Yeah. And uh, it's probably going to be more hated, to be honest. But uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to doing that. Um, If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. You can listen to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, the Stitcher app. Uh, Again, just subscribe and comment so we can know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, Help us grow as a podcast. And if you've got movie recommendations that you want to throw out there email us at tmft podcast at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at tmft podcast uh again send in recommendations let us know what you like and don't like uh we've been we've been having a blast doing this so i hope you enjoyed listen listening and uh we'll see you guys for season two 
Uh, I'm Mark Burris. With me is Peter Blankenship. Bye. <laughs> and John Girdler. See you guys next season. So long. And we'll see you in season well. two. <laughs> we, we bid you adieu. 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 To you and you and you. I'm the map. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>